You're listening to Manifesting Made Simple with Maddie Rose, the podcast that helps you unleash your innate ability to manifest intentionally. From spiritual boss babes to industry experts and beyond, we'll learn what it really means to manifest with ease. So we're going to go ahead and dive right in. I have Miss Rachel Joy with me today, and I'm so excited. I think we have something really fun and special in store for you guys. But first, before we get into that, I would love for her to introduce herself. Rachel, tell the people who is Rachel Joy. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, Welcome. My name is Rachel Joy, and I am a certified trainer in NLP, EFT, clinical hypnotherapy, uh, time techniques, and life and success coaching. And I work with primarily female entrepreneurs, some men, but my audience tends to just be, that's just what I attract is women. Um, so female entrepreneurs to really step into their dreams and utilize these tools and modalities to not just heal their whatever ish they have, you know, to step into the confidence in their own power, but to also maximize and scale their businesses as well. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about how did you come upon NLP in the first place? Oh, great question. Um, okay. So the very first time I came across NLP would have been at a Tony Robbins event. Um, and that's kind of where my whole journey really started. I was gra- about to graduate from interior design. I was about to get married. I had done all of my own inner healing and I was like, there's no way that my life could be this good. Like if my life at 20, how I think was 24 at the time, if my life at 24 is this good, either I'm going to die young or there's got to be more to the story. So I decided that there was going to be more to the story. I found a girl who I am so grateful for Crystal Fuentes, the ladies coach, if you aren't familiar with her, um, she's a relationship coach online. And I was following her and she had a contest to win a Tony Robbins ticket. At the time, I didn't know who Tony Robbins was other than like that Netflix video of I'm not your guru. Have you seen that? Yes, I have. Oh my God, the best. And I just felt so drawn. So I was like, okay, I'm going to enter this contest and see if I win. And I won a ticket. So I I flew to LA to attend that event. I dragged my fiance with me. He had nothing, like no interest in it at all. Um, Thankfully he did in the end, but we just had such a positive experience. And in that place, that's where I noticed like how life-changing NLP can be. And two, that I'm in the wrong field and I need to go back to what I was originally doing, which was coaching four years prior. I had a health coaching certificate, but I did nothing with it because I lacked the confidence in putting myself out there. So that's when it really started for me. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. So normally, so for me, we have a little bit of similarities there. So I went to a conference, saw Bob Proctor on stage Yes, and it just was a complete download, completely made sense for me and sparked my whole entrepreneurial journey. Um, So what we're going to get into guys is really, we were chatting before this podcast, we're chatting about, you know, where, oh, it's 11, 11. (laughs) I had a feeling we were going to see that. (laughs) I was like, I wonder if we'll see 11, 11 pop up. Um, so we were chatting about how we could best serve you guys. And so Rachel's passion and heart really lies in NLP. So I would love for her to get into that. She's going to dive really deep into that. And my heart and passion really lies in manifesting intentionally with ease and flow, right? Really living in that receiving energy and creating from within with ease and less effort without the struggle and the hard work. So 
come to find out, we share a similar passion. We're going to dive into that. And so Rachel, for people who are new to NLP and manifestation, maybe what is NLP? Great question. I love how you started there because some people are, or many are probably like, what is this? I don't even know what you're talking about. It's another language. Even when I was studying it, to me, it was another language at first. Um, so NLP stands for neuro-linguistic programming. And in layman's terms, it's essentially like the user manual for the mind. When we know how the human mind works, we can then use it to our advantage to create the reality that we wish to see. But most of us don't get taught that throughout school or life just because of prior conditioning and programming that we've been passed down from years and years and generations and generations. Yeah. So talk about that a bit. So how does the words that we're programmed to use in certain ways, how does that affect, right? And your, from yeah. your how does that affect our reality? Okay. So I don't know how scientific you want to get here. So I'm going to try and keep it simple. And if you want me to go deeper, we can go deeper. Um, all right. So in the simplest form, our values create our thoughts and beliefs. And our thoughts and beliefs create our actions. And our actions create our results. So if you want a certain result, like you want this luxurious, bougie, healthy, happy, free, vibing lifestyle, then you have to trace it all the way back to your values. And the values need to match the identity of the person who aligns with that lifestyle or desire that you're currently striving to achieve. Sure. Does that so, make sense? Yes, totally. So talk about how your values and thoughts, because that sounds like um, from your studies, that's the beginning kind of formation of the reality. Yeah. So let's talk about how does the value and the thoughts kind of you know, how does the thoughts play off of the value and the value play off? What's that relationship? How does it get created essentially? Yeah. Okay. So I want you to just, as you're listening to this podcast right now, I want you to just get centered in your body and notice what other sounds are present. What other things are you hearing? Are you hearing a car passing by? Are you hearing your parents downstairs or your husband or your boyfriend downstairs? Do you see a TV in front of you? Like just noticing all, everything around you through your senses. And now I want you to take that a step further. You probably didn't notice that there was a car whizzing outside your window until I mentioned, do you hear the car? Because what's happening is at any given moment, we are receiving 2.3 million bits of information at a time, like per second. That's a lot of information, right? Yeah, woo is right. So what happens is we consciously cannot handle all of that information. We would just get overwhelmed and combust. Our brains would combust. Um, so what happens is that's getting received on an unconscious level. But then a small portion of that gets received on a conscious level. And how that's determined is through deleting, distorting, and generalizing information. So a perfect example I love to explain is deleting information would look like I'm finishing up my work day. I'm messaging my last few clients, just responding to DMs, supporting them before I finish up the day. My husband comes home from work and says, hey, babe, what's for dinner? And I've deleted that information because it's not applicable to me at that time. And so then he says, babe, I'm talking to you. What's for dinner? Because he gets upset. It's not that I'm ignoring him. It's that 
what is relevant to me in that current moment is responding to my clients because I'm still in my work mode. So that information gets deleted and therefore I'm unable to attend to that and support my husband. So that's an example of how we take in information and it can in turn create our reality in a way. So from there, then what happens is we have that conscious information, which if we want to get scientific, that's 126 bits per second. So we go from 2.3 unconscious, 2.3 million to 126 conscious. Yeah. So it, we narrow it down to very small chunk. And that small chunk is what's available to us currently consciously. So whatever you're taking in and you're aware of, that's your reality. So then your those bits and chunks, then combined with your emotional state, your physiology, then creates your values and beliefs and how you're perceiving the world, how you perceive the world then affects your actions because you can wake up feeling crummy and say, oh, I just don't feel like going through today. And you can allow that to determine your action by saying, well, I'm just going to lay in bed all day and not do anything. Or you can decide that you have a choice in that moment and say, yeah, I'm feeling crummy right now, but I know the minute I get out of bed and I work out or I meditate, whatever that thing is for you, I'm going to feel so much better. And I've never regretted a workout in my life. So I'm going to do that thing. Then that one thing then affects your next action. It's a chain reaction. What's so cool is as you're speaking, I'm seeing there's only one truth right? Mm. For everything. There's only one truth. Now there's a multiple different angles to come at that one truth, but there's no right path to the truth. There's no right study to the truth, but there is one truth, right? So as you're talking and I'm hearing you say, you know, we consciously choose to get emotionally involved with a certain percentage of what's available to us at all times, right? And so we talk about manifestation, right? And how this pipeline first starts, like where does the manifestation pipeline start? Like what is the focal point, the birthing point of where the process of creating your reality starts? And so coming from the NLP aspect and understanding how, how this all moves into motion, right? It starts with what are you focused on? Yeah. What, what are you focused on? You'll find. What you're focused on, you'll find. And so one thing that I've been super, um, super honed in on when it comes to uh, helping clients reprogram their thoughts and reprogram their, not only their thoughts, but what they choose to get involved in, what they choose to see in the world mm. is focusing and finding the little, even the babyest evidence of what they want throughout their day. Yeah. Right. Because what you focus on grows, what you focus on gets magnified. What I heard you say, which you didn't say it, but I read between the lines at all times of the day, at all times of our life, we have the option, we have the choice to focus on what we want or what we don't want. Yes. But we're programmed for, from a very, very early age, right? Through the repetition of hearing limiting beliefs, and this is possible and this isn't possible, right? And stacking all these limiting beliefs onto us, into us. And then we grow up and we're like, well, we're operating from all those belief systems. And now we're focused on what we've been programmed to focus on. Yeah. And so we keep getting more of what we've been programmed to focus on, right? And that creates our whole world. Which is typically what we don't want. We typically get more of what we don't want, unless you've just been brought up with fantastic programming, which I would say that's few. I would it's say- available, but it's few. Yeah, 99.9% 
99% of people do not because yeah. it's just societal, I mean, ignorance, right? And ignorance isn't a bad word. It's just not knowing, not understanding this. Yeah. Just now the top CEOs and fortune 500 company leaders are just now starting to get into um, these studies because it's giving them a leading edge on uh, creation and with their companies and stuff. So, yeah. so let's get into if someone's like, okay, like I want to shift this stuff up. Like I don't want to be a victim of my values and the words and my folk, but I'm focused on how do I kind of, you know, easily shift out of this. So I'd love to talk about maybe three things for you, like mm. three pivotal tips that you could give where if someone started doing them today, like even without knowing and understanding everything that we're talking about here, they could start yeah. to see some kind of shifts in their life. Okay. Three pivotal tips. So the first one that came to mind was focus on just one thing. Like if you're at a point where this is completely new to you and you're, you know, wanting to take these steps to create the life that you want, it can sometimes feel overwhelming. And if we're going for perfection and checking off all the boxes, I need to meditate, I need to work out, I need to perfect my sales script, whatever it is that you do, I need to post on social media, yada, 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 you're going to get overwhelmed and you're setting yourself up for failure. When you set yourself up for failure, you're just re-imprinting the belief that you cannot succeed easily. And so what is that one thing that you know you can do that will move you closer towards your goal? And what is that one thing that you know you can do that will move you closer towards your goal and you enjoy or could potentially enjoy? Start there. For me, it was starting to move my body, like starting my day with a workout. I was somebody who lacked confidence for the longest time. I was that girl who sat on the bench in gym class. But um, part of my, my story is I, my healing journey started with 60 days of residential treatment uh, for depression and substance abuse. And so in that time, we would have to wake up at 6 a.m. every morning to go to the gym, which I hated, obviously. But repetition, 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 eventually it created a pattern where obviously my endorphins started going. Obviously, I tried myself in something new. I was kind of forced to at that time, but I, I was tasked to try something new. And I, as I saw myself improving in it, I gained more confidence in it. That energy then took me, like came with me throughout my day and my evolution to do other new things. Um, so number one is what's that one step? Number two, I was going to say is actually moving your body because we can change our state through our physiology. So for you that might be working out, it might be dancing up and down in your living room, listening to high vibe music. It might be getting outside and just going for a walk and like noticing the fresh air through your nostrils and feeling the sun on your skin. If you're somewhere warm, like you are right now, I'm so jealous you're in Florida as we record this, <laughs> but um, yeah, get outside and move your body. Uh, number three, let's see. Number three. Ooh. Okay. Two things came to mind and they're kind of like connected. Sure. Yeah. Kind of intertwined. So the first thing was like, knowledge, expand your knowledge, start reading books, listening to podcasts, really absorbing yourself in that world that's going to support you to get to where you want to be. And with that in mind, absorbing yourself and getting in that world that's going to support you, what came to mind was connection and collaboration. Mm -hmm. Find yourself a support network mm -hmm. because there's going to be tons of people who don't support you, who just don't understand what you're trying to do or why you want to change, what, what your goals and values are. So you need to find somebody who's 
either where you are and can hold your hand and do it together or been a few steps ahead of you and can say, hey, I see you, I get you, I know where you are, come on, let's go. Love that. I love that. So the biggest thing for me in my journey of what you just said was unconsciously, I did that. Unconsciously, step three, intertwined, I started surrounding myself with brand new people. Mm-hmm. At a very young, I mean, so I was probably, you know, leaving high school, I would say sophomore year of college, like 19 years old, 19, 20 years old. I did kind of make, I won't call it a mistake, but I definitely started to, I got, I got on what I like to call the personal development high horse. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the reason I call it that is because when you start saying this information, you can kind of feel like, oh, like I know what people don't know. And it can kind of make you feel important or special or like you've got a leading edge or something. And it totally does. But what I did was I heard the quote, you become the average of the five people you spend your most time with, blah, blah, blah. And at that time, I didn't know much of anything. So I accepted that as factual. I don't believe it's factual uh, anymore, but we can get into that. Um, But I accepted at that point as factual. And so I started distancing myself from people that I had been with my whole life, you know, friends, Mm -hmm. you know, I started even distancing myself or family members. I even might've gotten like a little bit like rude with not sympathizing with people like, you know, I've been there. (laughs) Yeah. And so now I look back and I'm like, dang, like I kind of burnt some bridges thinking that I was helping myself, you know, not become a product of my environment that like, really, we're all in this, we're all in this together, you know, and we can learn from everyone. And if someone is pulling us off of our vibration, or if someone is pulling us into a different mood or a space or emotional state, it's not them that's doing it, right? It's us, their being or their presence to do that. So they're actually a great tool to become a master of alignment in yourself. 100%. I didn't know that at the time. So I would love to say after you said that, like for anyone that's listening to this and you're just new into the material, or even if you're not new, maybe you find yourself where I found myself a year ago, kind of like, oh crap, I've kind of like dismissed people thinking that, you know, I I had to in order to grow, but you actually don't need to do that. You can find a new group of people who fit your new, I guess, alignment, so to speak, or they resonate with you or they're in harmony with what you're doing and where you're going but you can always learn from everyone in your life. Yeah. You can find the new people and you can still keep your old friends, even if they don't fully align with your day-to-day core values that you're leading into, which comes back to, you know, this whole theme of this conversation you, we mentioned was going to be ease and flow. Like it gets to be easy. We get to have both. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Mm -hmm. And when I was just getting started in my journey, I was thinking like, I still had that hard work mentality. So my upbringing, I have two parents who are entrepreneurial in the traditional sense. So they created really big jobs for themselves. And then they were (laughs) for their, you know, better half of their lives. Uh, Now my dad's a digital entrepreneur and my mom works for me. So she's getting into this new, this new way of being. Um, But I experienced people working really hard my whole life. And my programming, my early conditioning was that if you want to be an entrepreneur, you've got to invest six figures and it's going to be really freaking hard and you've got to like sweat, blood, tears, the whole nine. And so it wasn't until I got into, I started listening to Abraham Hicks Mm. about a few years ago. And then I started getting into NLP and then I started getting into uh, altered states of mind 
and all that fun stuff. And I just kind of, I always knew that it could be easy, but it was like, I didn't have the, the people around me saying, oh yeah, you can earn a million a month and it can be easy. Like yeah. no one's saying that. Well, most people don't even know that's possible, right? So it's like, you got to find those people who can be examples or role models for you. And then that's your proof that you can too. Exactly. Find proof in the pudding. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about where, what was your first, um, so let's, 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 let's bring it together here. Let's talk about how NLP and manifestation are literally the same thing, but differently. differently. Really the same thing, but differently. Okay. Let's see how I can um digest this down make it digestible for you i've got some thoughts too so looking oh, okay give me a thought and i'll riff off of it okay there we go <laughs> um so nlp right it's the yeah. programming essentially of you know your your values your thoughts how you're thinking the words that you choose um and how that moves everything else into motion yeah yeah manifestation is turning a thought into a thing 100 percent so I always talk about the manifestation pipeline of how do you take nothing from ether or universal intelligence or the superconscious into mm. your conscious mind, then into your subconscious mind, then into your body, and then into your results and always be creating a new result. So I talk about yeah. this manifestation pipeline, which you explained, which I've also explained it this way as the, you know, the thoughts, the feelings, the actions, the results, yeah, behaviors, and so on and so forth. So it sounds like your NLP is mastering like the first two steps and then the rest. Honestly, if you can master your thoughts and feelings, I mean, it's game over. Life literally becomes a game. <laughs> well, what's coming to mind is you, you're probably aware and resonate with the term embodiment. Yes. yes. That's that term is thrown around like it's the latest Gucci bag or Chanel perfume, like it's everywhere these days. And people use embodiment as a tool for manifestation. But I personally think embodiment is also, again, one of these terms that gets you to the same desired results similar to NLP. So like in terms of NLP, it's the language we use that shapes our reality, but we can also use NLP to embody that version of ourselves that has what we want. So if you have a certain desire or goal, oftentimes in manifestation, you're taught to visualize it, right? But you visualizing, there's so much more to just than just visualizing. So if we have a desire, you're going to sit there and you're going to visualize it. But what you actually want to do is two things. You want to notice what you see in that moment, what do you hear, and what do you feel in that moment, that end desired result. Like it's already done. You're not looking at the how. You're just planted in the future. You have that thing. What do you see in that moment? What do you hear in that moment? And what do you feel in that moment? And you amplify and embody those feelings. The other thing is oftentimes, this is a fun tip. I'm not sure if you know this. So hopefully you don't because then you get to learn something new as well. When you visualize, people are often just, you know, imagining themselves looking through their own eyes and seeing that, that thing. What we actually want to do is we want to visualize from an associated place first, meaning we're looking through our own eyes because that's when it's most vivid because the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real and not real. And then from there, you want to zoom out of that image that you have in your mind's eye and 
dissociate yourself from the image. So that means you can see yourself in the picture. Some people to like newbies, the easiest way to explain it is like a bird's eye view. Like you're looking down on the picture, you see yourself in it, celebrating and enjoying that moment that you're desiring. And the reason why you want to dissociate is because it actually provides you more motivation to go for it. Because if we stay in the associated position, looking through our own eyes, again, your subconscious doesn't know the difference between real and not real. So because it's right in front of you, it's right there, it's vivid, your mind thinks you already have it, which sometimes can actually stop you from moving forward to achieving it because it's like, well, I already have that. So why do I got to work towards that goal? So you always want to step out and then dissociate, which gives you the fuel to propel towards your desires as well. So good. So that brings to mind, I've been using this um, technique that I use, I learned from Jose Silva, I think his name is, and um, we're dropping so many gems on this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm about to just like, uh, <laughs> so what he talks about in, um, <clears throat> in his teachings with the altered states of mind is once you do get into that relaxed meditative alpha state um, and you do start your visualizing, right? A lot of people are when they first get into manifestation, even some manifestation coaches will teach, you know, just think about what you want and live from the end result. But your subconscious mind also is like, well, I don't get how we went from where we are to that. Like, yeah, you're like, you're not connecting the dots for me. I don't get it. Like, this is untangible. Um, and of course, if you don't really believe that you can have it, you never will because yeah. you're prepared to get it. So what um, Jose Silva uh, teaches is um, once, you're, once you're in that meditative alpha state to go into the screen of your mind and, and see like a TV screen in front of you and to say, okay, like, here's the problem. Like, this is what I'm dealing with. This is my reality. Focus on one problem at a time. This is what I'm experiencing. Magnify the problem because pain creates desire, right? Without no mm-hmm. pain, you don't really have desire much. And so you magnify the problem in your mind, see people struggling with it, like whatever it is, magnify it, swipe the screen away. You get screen two. Screen two is you taking some kind of action towards solving this problem. Like it doesn't need to be the right action. doesn't need to be the wrong action. Just show the intention, plant the seeds of fixing it and working towards a new reality. Once you have one or two actions, you go to screen three where you're then seeing people celebrating and seeing at least two people benefiting from the end result. Yeah. So you're literally bringing yourself through the salvation of the problem and the solution. And then it makes you, I mean, I've started implementing in the past few months or so, it, it makes you so much more emotionally involved in the end result when, yes. you're, when you're able to, to walk your subconscious through that. Yes. You're able to walk your mind through that. So it's one thing you made me think of. I don't know if that's similar to. It reminds me actually of my experience at Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins does something very similar at his events. It's called the Dickens process. Um, And it's a similar experience. It sounds like. So I'm really curious. Who who was that by again? Who did you mention? Jose Silva. Jose Silva. I'm going to look him up because I'm not familiar with his work. But it sounds very similar in the sense that we did this. He's what? He's long gone now, but yeah. Oh, okay, well, I'll still look him up. I'm going to find the work. <laughs> um, that's the beautiful thing. The work on, lives on forever. Um, so the Dickens process is a process where essentially you're getting leverage through the pain. So we went into this deep meditative 
practice and visualization where essentially you paint the worst case scenario, like the worst case of you not changing, of you not stepping into your power mm-hmm. and going for your desires. What will you lose? What are the consequences? Who will be in your life? Where you will, will you be living? How will you be living? And I just, my mind took me to this dark place of me being in a completely unhappy marriage with my husband. We're fighting. Like we just, there's just no relationship period. It's just a marriage legally. Um, my kids are unhappy. Unstable home life living in this tiny one bedroom apartment because we don't have the money to do anything else and we're like getting an eviction eviction notice that like for me <laughs> is my worst case scenario and I was like uh hell no I am not gonna be there so then it steps you into your desires and by then at that point you're painting the best case scenario which is okay I start my business I have clients flooding my way I'm creating the impact I wish to see I'm supporting women and stepping into their power healing their wounds so that they can then go out and create the impact that they want I have money flowing my way I have a beautiful fulfilled happy marriage I'm living in my dream home and because of that leverage that I have it makes it so much easier to take the action because people will do more to run from fear than they will towards desires just because of you said earlier we're paint we're programmed to avoid fear but we're not programmed to run towards desires because we haven't been taught that um so that was like the same experience for me and go figure i have a beautiful happy marriage my husband just quit his job he's coming into rachel joy inc we are living in our dream home i have amazing clients creating the impact so it sounds like a very similar process and i would definitely recommend checking out either the Dickens process or Jose Silva. Is that his name? Jose Silva. Yeah. Jose Silva. I think it's called um, Untamed Mind or something. But if you just look up Jose Silva, you'll see all of his stuff. Very cool. Um, there's another guy now, Vishan something that's uh, that's taking on his study. Yes. I've heard of him. Okay. So he's like the, what, what would you call it? Like the next in line <laughs> the protege is carrying the torch yeah <laughs> um, so awesome okay I think we've given I mean we have given immense value in this podcast yeah so if you're listening to this like I would save it and I would re-listen to it because you probably retained about five percent if that <laughs> I would go back and listen to it take notes like we gave you so many different um like systems we gave systems we gave tips we gave some um what to study so go back take notes write it all down and take action. Like pick one thing from this podcast that you're going to take and you're actually going to start implementing and doing maybe on even on a daily basis or a weekly basis. So Rachel, let us know what that thing is. I want to hear from you guys. Yes. We want to hear from you. Let us know what that one thing is. Yes. Tag us on Instagram, screenshot the podcast and let us know what that one thing, that one takeaway that you're going to implement was for you. Rachel, thank you so much. This was so much fun. And uh, for having me, thanks for giving value. This was awesome. Always. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode on manifesting made simple with Maddie Rose. If today's episode rang true for you, I only ask one thing, please screenshot tag and share your biggest aha moment with me on Instagram. I can't wait to hear until next time. Hold your head thoughts and vibrations high.